Blog Talk Radio. Mary had a little cancer. 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 No cancer left in my body. Happy Sunday. Today's August 27th. You are here live with yours truly, Mary Hopkins, on uh, Blog Talk Radio, the J. King Network, for Mary had the next episode of Mary Had a Little Cancer. Um, sorry, I'm a little late trying to get things set up. So if you hear some noise in the background, I'm trying to walk slowly. Um, take my laptop outside, not spill my drink that's in my hand. Um, moving a little slow this morning, uh, or this afternoon, I should say, because it is, well, it's 1 o'clock in the afternoon where I'm at. Um, I was doing some, uh, been doing some research, uh, finally had an opportunity to do that, and um, we are, we're doing the show live outside on my patio this afternoon, um, as we have in the past, so if you hear noise and stuff like that, uh, you probably just heard this, the chair squeak that I just sat in. If you hear noise, uh, you know, I do have neighbors and people are out. They're getting ready to barbecue. It's a nice day. It's not so hot that we, you know, can't be outside finally. I think it's going to rain. Hopefully that will bring in some cool weather because it's truly been hot here. Um, it's been astronomically hot, like just ridiculous. Uh let me log into – I have my laptop outside, so let me actually log into the studio from my laptop. I'm sorry, people. Give me a moment. But we have some interesting stuff to talk about today, um, some interesting stuff about uh, this new um, this study uh, that I found um, that has to do with estrogen and um, – Immune blockers, uh, ICIs, I think is what they're um, is what they're called. But I'll I'll pull up that story. Let me just log into the studio and see if there's anybody. Excuse me in the chat room. I hope everyone had a wonderful week. Um, I know this past week has been uh, crazy. I've worked a lot of hours. Um, <clears throat> Then, um, what, what can I, you know what, I listen, I listen to the show when, after the show is done, I go back and listen to all my shows, and as I was just talking, I started to count how many times I said, um, I noticed that when I go back and listen to the shows, I say, um, 
a lot. Just as kids today would say the word like. Every other word that they say is like. Well, when I'm doing the show, every other few words I say is um. So normally I'm talking extremely quickly, I think. So I'm going to have to slow down the way that I'm talking because I don't want – because I'm consciously trying not to say um. So if I sound a little bit different today, it's just because I don't want to say um a thousand times. And it really is difficult try to go into the next thing that I'm saying. I want to say um. It has become a lead-in for the next thing that I say, and I don't know how that transpired. I don't know how that happened, where I learned that, why I was doing it. Was it a nervous thing? I don't know. So... As I speak today, I may speak a little bit slower than normal because I'm consciously going to try to avoid saying, um, and let's see how well that works out. So I logged into this video. I do see we have a caller. Uh, thank you. See, I said, uh. <laughs> so I would just replace um with uh. We do have a caller. Uh, again, there we go. I see you uh, listening to the show. Uh, if you at any point want to join in, you can press the one, and I will see you in the queue, and I'll let you in if you have any comments. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Let me open up the chat room and see if there's anybody in the chat room. Sometimes people call in and listen. Sometimes they log in and listen. The chat room going to work today? What is this suggested? How do I get out of that? Something, I'm sorry, give me a second. Something just popped up, and I don't, I'm not sure how to exit out of that. Can I just hit escape? There we go. The good old ESC key. That's why I keep hitting search instead of trying to type into the chat room. Okay, Mayor, get it together today. I'm going to type a quick message in the chat room, and then we're going to get into... For those of you that don't know, my name is Mary Hopkins. Uh, this is my show. Mary had a little cancer when I was diagnosed with I was diagnosed with triple negative breast cancer in December of 2021. I had found a lump. I had been saying to myself I needed to do a breast a self breast exam. I had had a mammogram uh, about four, somewhere between fourteen and eighteen months prior to this discovery to December of twenty twenty one and it was excuse me I think it was my first or second mammogram ever in my lifetime and i'm forty nine years old. 
right now, but at, the, at this time when I was diagnosed, I was 47. So I was getting under, I, I had gotten in the shower and I told myself, you know, when you get out of the shower tonight, you really need to do a self-breast exam. You haven't done one in a while. And I don't even know why I was thinking that, but something just, something came into my mind to do that. By the time I got out of the shower, I was didn't even think about doing the breast exam. I didn't do it. So I laid down. I went to sleep. Several days later or a week or so later, I was getting undressed, and I just happened to, for whatever reason, it popped back into my head that, oh, you had never done that breast exam. But I just, for whatever reason, had kind of taken my hands and kind of just went down the top of my breast at the time, and I don't mean this like in any kind of sexual way, <laughs> inadvertently I felt a lump there. So I was like, oh, that doesn't feel right. And it kind of had this little, and I've had these burning sensations before. Um, so it's, and it, it felt tender when I touched it. It felt almost like a cyst or like a pimple, an ingrown pimple or something would feel. And it was very much at the surface. But, of course, it still was abnormal. It hadn't been there. I wanted to get it checked out immediately. I was concerned. I mean, immediately. I was like, okay, this is a problem. So I went and got it checked out. I called my doctor the next day. I scheduled an appointment. I went and saw my primary care, and he said to me, you need to go and have another mammogram done and a scan, you know, a whatever they see in the mammogram, then they'll decide to probably do whatever else. So I schedule the appointment. I get in immediately, fortunately, and I go and I have the mammogram, and they also do a sonogram. And immediately they are like, okay, we're glad that you found this and you found this early. And I, they didn't even, they hadn't even told me that I had cancer. She just, maybe she assumed that I knew that I had it. I don't know. But the doctor I know initially came in and said that was the first thing that she had said. Oh, it's so good that you found that we found this early. And I'm saying we found what? <laughs> so obviously at that point I knew that it was cancer or that they, you know, thought it was cancer from the scan. So we go, we do the biopsy the same day. Blah blah blah. During the biopsy, the way the tissue floated to the bottom of the vial that they put your tissue sample in, when it floats to the bottom, it's usually a sure indicator that it is cancerous cells because they tend to be more dense and they sink to the bottom. If it stays at the top, generally it's not cancer. But that's what they said the first time. But I learned that that wasn't true. And we'll go into that. So anyway, so I was diagnosed in December of 2021 with triple negative breast cancer. Uh, went through all the rigmarole with the testing, and luckily the cancer had not spread to anywhere else. It was just in that one area. Um, I, okay, so that's another time I said, um, I'm sorry, because I was distracted. Someone's texting me, and sometimes they text me about the show or they have a comment, so I'm trying to look at a couple of different things. So in December of 21, I'm diagnosed with triple negative, triple negative breast cancer, and for those of you that don't know, triple negative breast cancer is 
a breast cancer that is not fueled by estrogen or progesterone. Hi, Shirley, I see you in the chat room. Thank you for joining, as always. So it is not fueled by progesterone or estrogen. Uh, it is actually by, sorry, doing a live show. My nephew and his girlfriend are leaving, so I'm saying bye. So it's not fueled by estrogen or progesterone. It is actually negative for those things. Uh, I was also HER2 negative. Um, they don't have, there isn't, there is research, but there's not research. They say they don't have a lot of options to treat it, but there are, there definitely is research that's been going on for at least what I have found for 20 years. So anyway, it is supposed to be the most lethal uh, breast cancer, it is the most lethal breast type of breast cancer that you can have. It's the least responsive and most aggressive. It grows very quickly, and it is the least responsive to chemo drugs and radiation. So uh, people are calling me, and I'm on my show um, and I can't answer the phone, so sorry, I'm 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 distracted again. Okay, so in I'm diagnosed in 2021, in December of 2021. Move on to March of 2022. I end up having a partial mastectomy, also known as a lumpectomy. They remove this tumor. My breast surgeon says that she believes she can get everything. It's on the surface. She removes it. Everything seems to be successful. Uh, the surgery itself was successful, no problems. In February of 20, before the surgery in February of 2022, I did attempt to go and have chemotherapy. I did have a port put in. I went and had the chemo, the first chemotherapy session, and I had a really bad reaction to a drug called, let me bring it up, because um, this is going to lead into where we're going with this new, some information I found out about a new trial for triple negative breast cancer as there are not many treatments to treat triple negative breast cancer, hence why it is, it has a more, it has a higher mortality rate than other breast cancers. The drug is called, the chemo drug is called tamoxifen. I think that's it. You know what, let me make sure, because now that I say it out loud, I think it was Taxol that I was taking. Taxol, let me look this up. Taxol, chemo. Yep, there we go. Okay. There is, that's the shortened name for it. There is a larger name. Uh, let me just make sure that that isn't, okay, Taxol. Let's see. Okay. So Taxol is, it's called, it's on, there is something called Onzol, so I guess it's, it's spelled O-N-X-O-L, and then Taxol. The generic name is 
paclitaxel. That's the other name that I couldn't remember. So it's not the tamoxifen, but we'll talk about the tamoxifen. So the drug that the, the chemo drug that I had an allergic reaction to was called Taxol, also known as Paclitaxel. And the drug class that it's in is a mitotic inhibitor. Um, so I had a really bad allergic reaction to that. Uh, let's see side effects because I want to talk about some of these too. So some of the side effects to Taxol are fever, chills, body aches, flu symptoms, sores in your mouth and throat, pale skin, feeling lightheaded or short of breath, rapid heart rate, trouble concentrating, easy bruising, unusual bleeding from your nose, mouth, vagina, or rectum, purple or red pinpoint spots under your skin, flushing, warmth, redness, or tingly feeling, slow heart rate, feeling like you might pass out, seizures, convulsions, chest pain, dry cough, wheezing, feeling short of breath, numbness, tingling, or burning pain in your hands or feet, also known as neuropathy. Jaundice, yelling of the skin or eyes, or severe redness or swelling, severe irritation, a hard lump, or skin changes where the injection site was given. Okay, so the injection site that it would have been given to me was in my port because I had a chemo port put in. Um, some other common, or was that the common side effects or was that the, okay, that was the regular side effects. And then some other common side effects include mild nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, constipation, weakness, joint or muscle pain, darkening of your skin or nails, or temporary hair loss. As we all know, chemo comes with hair loss and there's a slew of other things that it comes with as well. Let's see. What are some of the other? So the side effects that I had from the Taxol was I had flushing. I had chills. And, and this was immediate. This wasn't like a side effect afterwards. This was as soon as they started pumping that into me, I immediately felt like I couldn't breathe, like there was an elephant sitting on my chest. My skin was getting all hot and tingly and like it felt like it was burning and I felt like I was going to pass out. One of the things I felt like I needed, like I had to do almost instantly was urinate, which was odd. Um, I mean, all of them were odd, right? So immediately they had to stop the ta- they had to stop that drug um, and I was not, I could not take that anymore because immediately they knew I was having an allergic reaction. So therefore, after that one time, one time, that was all it took. I didn't want to be there in the first place for the chemo. Um, I had prayed about it. These were all signs to me in, from, in my journey. So I said, nope, we're not doing chemo. You can take this port out. You can do whatever because I'm not coming back here. And I did not. And I felt like hell for the next week. I thought I was going to die. I had all kinds of other side effects, uh, brain fogginess, all types of things. I will tell you that if you go in to have chemo treatment, please ask them for ice bags or ice packs where you can lay each hand on and have one on each foot or put each foot on. 
tell you what happens is one of the side effects of chemotherapy is neuropathy. And neuropathy is a like loss of, I'm sorry, there is a train going by. Neuropathy is a loss of feeling in your extremities, basically, and your hands and your feet are what are affected the most because of they are the most extreme parts of the body. Ice packs during the chemo will make your ner- the, nerve, the nerve endings in, in your feet and your hands will make those nerve endings cold and will make it hard for any damage to get to that area because the coldness is inhibiting it from being affected. So if you're going to have chemo, please, if they don't, and they won't offer it to you. When I went to sit for that chemotherapy session, they didn't offer that to me. Luckily, a girlfriend of mine, now there's a plane going over, I'm so sorry. Luckily, a girlfriend of mine had had the same breast cancer I had and had gone through chemo. Unfortunately, she did not find out about the ice packs until after it was too late. So she lives with neuropathy every day of her life. Imagine not, and, and it's painful. Um, so it's very painful. It's actually debilitating for her. Uh, hello, Anthony. I see you listening. Thank you so much. I see you. Uh, see that you just said you just joined the broadcast. Thank you. Welcome. So again, you asked them for the ice packs. When I went in, I asked them for the ice packs. I was like, "Yo, do you have ice packs?" They were like, "Oh, yeah. You know, we don't usually." And I'm like, "Well, I don't care what you usually do, but can I get them, please?" So I did. But luckily, I never had to move on to use that. So at that point, chemo was done. Radiation was out of the question. I was finished. Let's do the surgery. I met with the breast surgeon. She said she thought she could get it all out. And, again, this is just my case. The, the cancer was at this very surface of my skin. That's why it was, there was a good prognosis there, okay, even though it was triple negative breast cancer. And it was growing at a very fast rate. So we did the surgery Okay, moving forward, you go. I, you know, you go back for a six-month checkup after that. They still wanted me to do chemo and radiation after the surgery too. Believe me, they tried to talk me into it. They, you know, and I was just like, you know, please give this time that you have to another patient because I'm not gonna do it. Um, so moving forward, I go. I start to feel a lump again in probably July or August. I start to feel something that just doesn't feel right. I start feeling that burning sensation again. It's all the familiar stuff, and I'm going, okay, shit, I hope this is just scar tissue. Long story short, I go back in for my six-month follow-up. It's not just scar tissue. There's another tumor right next to where that tumor was. That tumor must have been growing in the process, and they just missed it in surgery because I didn't have another scan right before surgery. So... If you're going to go in for surgery for a lumpectomy, make sure that they scan you close to the time of your surgery because at that point, I know that that other tumor has already had started growing because it was so, it came back so quickly, right? And it wasn't just like, oh, it came back. I know that that tumor was already there. It had to have been. There's no possible way. 
so and and I just I didn't have a scan really closely. The la- I had the surgery in March. The last scan I had had was probably January or February. Uh, was no the last scan, the actual scan to the breast, other than like the MRIs and stuff like that. That probably wouldn't necessarily pick up another small tumor. Um, was probably three to four months, three months prior to the surgery. So just ask them to give you another, you know, do another, like at least a sonogram of the breast. Have them do that before you have surgery, if you haven't had one, to eliminate having to go back and have another surgery. So moving forward, I went back in January of 2023, January 9th or January 6th, it was one of those days of 2023, and had this next tumor removed. So it is definitely, I'm about two months overdue for my six-month follow-up. Life has happened. My mother has passed away since then. And, again, this is just a rundown for those of you, uh, you any kind of, you know, first-time people here. So I'm okay now. Uh, I'm cancer-free at this moment. Um, I feel great. I got through all of this with changing my lifestyle, my eating habits, my nutrition. I went all natural for um, about six or seven months, and then I started incorporating some other things here and there, but I still try to do as natural as possible, and my body feels a difference when I don't do that. And I believe that between the nutrition and God has got me to this point. So for me, like I said, I think I said this last week or a few weeks ago, you know, this cancer has in a, in, in a sense been a blessing for me. It's been a, a life changer and a, and a changer and a life changer for the better. So with that being said, just, again, a little rundown. I know we're already 25 minutes into the show, but I want to talk about this. Let me just pull it back up. Um, Let me go to favorites because I saved it. We talked about before there was a vaccine. There's a vaccine a vaccine trial that's happening in the Cleveland Clinic in uh, in Cleveland, Ohio. So if you want to hear about that, you can go back and listen to shows in the past. We did talk about that, and we will revisit that as we get new information. But this is a new study that I found. I'm sorry, I saved it in my favorites, and, of course, now I can't find it. Let me go back and where is that dang folder? What they're saying is, while I'm trying to find this, I'll just give you a quick rundown. So what they're saying, what they've studied now is that even though, so triple negative breast cancer is not fueled by estrogen or progesterone, okay? I was saying that earlier, right? So triple negative breast cancer is an estrogen negative cancer. So I found this story with this study, um, the website that I'm on is Medical Express, but it's X-P-R-E-S-S. There's no E in front of it. So M-E-D-I-C-A-L-X-P-R-E-S-S.com. And the headline of the story is Estrogen Negative Cancers Respond to anti 
estrogenic therapies, or studies show that. So when you have estrogen-fueled, when you have estrogen-positive breast cancer, there are these estrogen inhibitors that they give you. That's a part of your chemotherapy. You can take it by pill. I believe that you can take it by injection. You can take it by court use. And seventy about 75% of breast cancers are estrogen sensitive. So to have triple negative breast cancer, we're only in about the 10 to 12 percentile, which is so funny because I'm a lefty and I'm only in about the 10 to 12 percentile, you know, left-handers are only in about the 10 to 12 percentile uh, of the world. So just a quick little thing for me. Um, Okay, so what they're saying is, so 75% of breast cancers are estrogen sensitive. They express the hormone receptor, estrogen receptor, um, it's called ERA, and estrogen promotes tumor growth. And they're saying, surprisingly, estrogen has been observed to promote tumor growth in ERA negative breast cancers as well, such as triple negative breast cancer, for reasons that they that are still not fully understood. So they're saying that even though you have triple, even though I have triple negative breast cancer and it is not estrogen positive, estrogen, which women, which we create, we all have, men have it, women have it, we all have certain levels of it. Estrogen can actually fuel in my estrogen negative, triple negative breast cancer, right? So blows my mind. Um, so there have been this team of researchers from the Institute for Genetic Medicine at, I'm going to try to pronounce this, Hokkaido, and I'm probably saying it in a, it's, it's, I know this is not Spanish, it's probably like Japanese or something, but Hokkaido University has uh, uncovered how estrogen affects the tumor microenvironment and promotes tumor growth in estrogen-negative cancers. Their findings were published in the British Journal of Cancer. Generally speaking, estrogen directly affects cancer cells to promote cell survival and proliferation. And this has been considered to hold true for only estrogen-sensitive or estrogen-positive cancers. And this was explained by the lead author of the paper, and that person's name is Nabil Kajihara. Estrogen is also documented to play other roles in the tumor microenvironment, effectively suppressing the immune response and protecting the tumors. Interesting. So we have an immune response, and our immune response, there's uh, some T cells, and our immune response will try to, when cancer does grow, our immune system is supposed to try to combat that. However, estrogen plays a role in actually protecting the tumor and almost shutting that immune response off, like it's shielding it. 
hence why there is estrogen-positive breast cancer. Uh, These researchers have analyzed patient data from the Cancer Genome Atlas and conducted experiments in cell structures and mice models to understand exactly what was happening. So they, the data that they observed was that estrogen suppresses the induction of cytotoxic T cells, which typically recognize and destroy cancer cells, just like what I, that's our immune system, our immune response. These, they're called cytotoxic uh, cells. They're T cells, and they will come together and start to destroy the cancer cells because that's what they're made to do. So they confirmed this observation in the in mice with triple neg- that they had injected with triple negative breast cancer and colon cancer. Um, that and and of course those two things do not have estrogen sensitivity. So they they went ahead and went one step further and studied the effects of the anti-estrogenic therapy on these on on the cancers in the mice models as well. Um, and it's called fulvestrant. So therapy with fulvestrant, the most effective estrogen signal blocker currently approved for clinical use, suppressed the growth of tumor cells. Tumor growth was also suppressed by two other approved anti-estrogenic drugs, tamoxifen and anastrozole, confirming that estrogen signal blocking was responsible. So they're saying estrogen signal blockers are, along with amino, along with an ICI, and I'll tell you what ICI means in a minute, um, along with that, they're saying basically that this could be a, a new thing to help triple negative breast cancer patients, tumors not grow as quickly and to stunt the growth. So this is a promising thing for anybody out there that has triple negative breast cancer or that is going to develop triple negative breast cancer, uh, this is, you know, this is definitely going to be, if you, if you know somebody with triple negative breast cancer or uh, colon cancer, um, you know, definitely check this out. And, again, you can go to medicalexpress.com or just type in uh, estrogen negative cancers respond to anto to anto to anti-estrogenic therapies. Um, and I can also leave a link. I should have left a link in the in the um, what is it called on the board. You know, if like you're listening online, I should have left a link there. Okay, so let's talk about. Okay, so I talked enough about that. I do want to talk about. The uh, I want to talk about the actual drugs that they're talking about using, the tamoxifen and uh, what that is. Okay, so that was the tax ball. We talked about that. Okay, so tamoxifen. Basically what this is used for, tamoxifen is used to treat breast cancer. It's also used to reduce the chances of breast cancer in high-risk patients. So even if you don't have breast cancer, they give you this if you're high-risk for cancer, for breast cancer. Uh, the brand name is also, it's also known as Soldamox or Novodex. The drug class, it's an anti-neoplastic, 
uh, selective estrogen receptor modulators, also known as CIRMs. Uh, there is a prescription required. If you are pregnant, you should consult your doctor. This medication may be harmful to an unborn child. In fact, it is. They tell you, as you read on about it, if you are pregnant or breastfeeding, do not whatsoever use this medication. Uh, lactation, this drug should not be given to breastfeeding mothers. Okay, and remember, we talked about lactation a couple of weeks ago with the um, the a lactobumin the alpha lactobumin uh, protein that is created in breast milk when you are lactating. There's an overexpression of that, and that causes triple negative breast cancer. So all of this stuff kind of uh, does tie in, right? So I want to talk a little bit about the. I think that this, of course, is a great thing, that there is this news, there's this study, there's some information, there's some things that can help any uh, triple negative breast cancer patients. So some of the side effects of this, and these are common side effects, is vaginal discharge, general weakness, cataracts, mood changes, Peripheral edema, uh, which is a swelling of the legs, your your lymphatic system does not drain properly, and you end up with peripheral edema in your hands and your legs uh, because it affects your lymphatic system. Osteoporosis, uh, vaginal dryness, alopecia, your hair be falling out, um, irregular menstrual periods, uh, weight gain, cough. This is something, I don't know what this is, but it's oligomenorrhea. I have no idea what that is, and I don't know if I want to. Um, Hypertriglyceridemia. I'm sure that has something to do with your triglycerides. There's uh, bone pain, headache, uh, it can cause weight gain, weight loss, uh, retinal disorders, endometrial carcinoma. So it can, there's other, this medication can also cause you to have other forms of cancer, okay? Um, There is, there must be a hundred, if not more things. Okay, maybe I'm exaggerating, maybe there's like, 50 or more things on this list. Um, You can, uh, you know, you get hot flashes, nausea, leg cramps, muscle aches, hair thinning, headaches, numbness and tingling of the skin may occur. A loss of sexual ability or interest may occur in men. If these side effects persist or worsen, notify your doctor promptly. Um, So I always think, okay, for the right person, these things are great because I feel like I just kind of was like, oh, this is a great uh, thing and maybe it can inhibit the growth of of, breast, of triple negative breast cancer. Then I'm like, look at all these side effects. So w- what my goal is here is, okay, I'm going to, and we'll talk about this in the next show, um, all of these medications that we talk about, I'm going to look up ways to, I'm going to look up a natural way to 
decrease because basically what they're trying to do is they're trying this medication is trying to decrease your estrogen level to um, keep the tumor from growing quicker because estrogen is found to have those triple negative breast cancers grow quicker. I'm going to look up natural ways that we can try to do that so that people have options, right? You can, if, if, the, if the medication is right for you and the chemo and the radiation is right for you and that's your journey and that's your thing, you do it. I'm behind you 120,000%. I will always be your cheerleader. I am so grateful that I never had to go through that, but that one time and that was one time was enough for me. But, again, that was just my journey. That was just my experience. It doesn't have to be other people's. But if it is and there's an alternate way, why not explore that, right? Why not look for the natural way? Why not look for a way that we don't have to have retinal problems? Uh, We don't have to fix one problem but add a million other problems, right? You're already going through enough shit. Your body's already attacking itself. Why not try to look for that natural way to try to fix it? And I know it's scary, it's unknown. All we know is doctors and medication and this and that and the easy way out. To me, for me, for my journey, it was way easier for me to make changes in my lifestyle and in my habits than it was for me to sit around and have to be sick all the time because I don't do well with medication. I can't even take an aspirin without feeling horrible. Like, it just affects my body that way. doesn't have to be everybody. Uh, one of my girlfriends, she went through, she had, she had, like, I think it was, like, stage four triple negative breast cancer, and she went through all kinds of chemo. She had a double mastectomy. She went through chemo. She had to have her woman parts taken out because the cancer had spread there, and she is still going. She made it through. She was a trooper. But for me, that would have killed me. I'm not a good patient. I'm not a good sick person. If I have one little ache or pain, I'm dying. Um, So I just don't do pain well. I don't do sick well. And I had to figure out an alternate way of how I was going to combat what was going on with my cancer, and I did. So, again, between me and God, between nutrition, myself, and God, we found a way to get to where we are today. And all I want to do is kind of share that with people, but I also want to share these new discoveries because this could be a lifesaver for someone. And this information isn't out readily available for everybody unless you look it up. My doctors never suggested any kind of studies for me, any kind of trials. They never even suggested any of that. And there is a part of me that wishes they would have because I might have done that, but because I I want to be a part of them finding a cure, right? I want to take, it's like at the time I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be like, oh, okay, you know, even if I die from this cancer, I want my journey to have helped someone else live, you know, be able to live and not die from it. So I think at the time, 
before I looked at all the nutritional stuff, I think at the time I would have definitely been open to even looking at a trial. I know um, a friend of mine, uh, a gentleman that I know, Brian, uh, hopefully will be on the show one day. He uh, went through a trial at Sloan Kettering's, um, one of their satellite uh, facilities in New Jersey, and I think he went to the Manhattan one as well. But he had a blood uh, a blood cancer, and he is surviving today. And if it wasn't for that trial that he got into, he might not be here. He his journey probably would have looked different. And he's so grateful, and so graceful, and worked so hard to raise awareness for cancer, and for cancer treatments, and to support cancer patients. We are a family. We all have walked this journey, right? So I think that it's great. And hopefully one day he, he asked me, to, you know, did I was this a podcast? And because um, he wasn't sure, you know, what I posted on his page. And he asked me, and he was like, I would love to come on and tell my story, and I would love for him to come on and tell his story. Um, so hopefully one day soon him and I can link up to Tommy's busy. He's always, you know, they're always doing some kind of fundraising. And I think that it's absolutely wonderful that he – went through this journey and was successful and has been able to be there for other people through their journeys and inspire other people. So I think that all of us as cancer patients, whether we're in remission or not, we, you know what, Hopkins is calling me right now. Um, For those of you that don't know, this is my ex-husband calling me, and he knows damn well I'm on my show. And he would say the same thing when I call him and he's in the middle of his show. So, um, so Hopkins, if you're listening, I can't answer your call because I'm on my show. But you're probably not listening to my show. So that's what I want to do here. I want to shed light on different avenues. Um, and maybe, you know, Western medicine and nutrition can work well because I will tell you that I did have surgery. I had to have anesthesia. They gave me medication. Um, I take and I made sure that I told them that when I went in for surgery. But I had gotten my body ready by eating right and eating healthy to make it through that surgery and without, you know, with, with the least amount of risk possible and with the least amount of recovery time possible. And I'm telling you, God has been amazing because when I was diagnosed in December of 2021 with that that cancer, and then they told me it was triple negative breast cancer, like at first the guy was like, oh, it's just, you know, it's probably just ductal carcinoma, invasive ductal carcinoma. You know, it hasn't spread. It's right there. You know, it's probably nothing. This will be a blip in in your memories later on. The, The gentleman that took the first biopsy really said that to me, right? And I know he was just trying to make me feel better, so no harm, no foul. And then come to find out that it's triple negative breast cancer. Like, no, bitch, this wasn't just, you know, invasive carcinoma uh, or, you know, ductal carcinoma or whatever, something small. Not that that's small either because everybody's journey is their journey. But, you know, I remember, damn, I, I do that and I go off the rails and I forget my whole point. But I remember at that time when I was, when I got that diagnosis, I thought I was done. I thought I was just going to, that was going to be it. You know, I was going to go get this chemo. Um, My hair was going to fall out. My toenails were going to fall out. 
I was just going to be sick all the time and I was going to have to learn how to become a warrior in my own body and just get through it. And I didn't want people to see me sick and, you know, all like what chemo does to you because that's what it does. And that's the truth. And I don't say that like you shouldn't get chemo saying that's what it does to people. It ravishes your body. And that's the truth. And if that hurts, I'm sorry, but it's the truth. I never saw myself being capable of going another route and surviving. In fact, I had someone tell me, you think you're really going to be able to do that? Because I was really unhealthy, right? I was eating unhealthy. I was doing all these crazy things in my life. Um, not all these crazy things, but I was just eating really unhealthily. I was stressed. I was going through a divorce. I was with so many things going on in my life. My just my whole life was in in shambles. Did I really have the ability to just totally change my whole life and not go through the drive-through and grab you know a, a cheeseburger or chicken tenders and fries? Could I really juice? Could I really make get up every day and consistently make smoothies and just drink all my nutrition and not eat any fast food and not eat any meat and any cheese and any soda and any sugar and any of that? Could I, could I really do that? I was questioning myself. But you know what? God got me through every part of that. He walked me through every bit of that, and I made it. I made it. And for that, that accomplishment itself, even, what, even whether the cancer would have taken me out or not, that in itself, you know, it was like I set a goal and I made it. Um, and I made it, I made it with, you know, through that journey with God. And that helped me to get to where I am today. So, again, just bringing it back to just being open. Be open to different ways of healing. Um, exercise, nutrition, doesn't even have to be strenuous, just stretch. Uh, get your blood flowing, get your lymphatic fluid flowing. Try to eat the right things. Uh, educate yourself. Ask questions. Um, ask your doctors. Um, oh, some, okay. This said, uh, wow, that's hard. No aspirin. No, I promise you I don't. Thank you so much for that comment. Um, I, I'm sorry, I just looked at the chat room. I I don't I don't take aspirin I don't take any medicine now I will divulge this okay well I I do not take any aspirin I don't take aspirin I don't if I don't have to take medication I'm not taking it I just won't I didn't get the COVID shot I didn't get the vaccine my doctors tried to get it you know get me to do it um, and I just said no I know what is right for my body I know how my body feels and when you're not used to taking over-the-counter drugs and things like that. Because a lot of people in my family did that for a very long time. My aunt would take an aspirin, you know, every few hours, and it was killing her liver. Um, and she subsequently got cancer and ended up, you know, passing in her 50s. And I'm not saying that the aspirin did that. I'm just saying there was things going on in her body while she was taking that aspirin. And after taking aspirin for so long, and the problem never going away, you're just putting a Band-Aid on a bullet hole, right? You're, you're just temporarily fixing something. If you go to nutrition and herbs and stuff like that, I promise you, 
my, it, it helped me. It fixed me. It fixed my body. It helped my mind. It helped my spirit, my soul, everything. I was a totally different person at my diagnosis than, what, than who I am today. And, and gratefully, because I was a mess then. But through nutrition, through God, through faith, through family, through friends, and through making decisions for myself, making my own decisions, saying, okay, no, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I feel is good for me, and asking God, show me the right way. Show me where I'm supposed to go. Show me what I'm supposed to be doing. And him showing me and me listening, me being open to listening to that, it brought me to where I am today. Am I perfect? No. Is my life perfect? No. Do I have issues? Yes. Am I still a cancer patient, whatever? Yes. Am I defined by cancer? Hell no. Hell no. I'm not accepting that. And honestly, I don't even have to accept the I have cancer or I am a cancer patient. I don't have to. But when I say things like that, I'm not accepting it like this is, I'm not marking myself. This is just my journey. Without that, I wouldn't be who I am today. And for that, I appreciate that. So we only have, for any new listeners, sometimes I can go off on a tangent, but um, I do want to get back into, we only have about seven minutes left in the show, and I do want to get back next week. So we're here every Sunday um, at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, every Sunday. And if there isn't a show because something happens, life happens, I will post it on my social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Well, Instagram and TikTok, once I figure out how to post, how to cross post, because I still ain't figured that out. Um, but I'll post it on Facebook, and you'll know right here on Blog Talk, I'll post, like, no show, or I'll just do a replay of an old show or something. But that very rarely happens. So we're here every Sunday. Um, I, uh, I'm i here live from, actually, from Madison, Alabama. Uh, Rocket City is what they call it out here, um, Huntsville, Madison. Um, so, again, every Sunday, I thank you all. Thank you to all the listeners. Thank you so much um, that you said that that was fun. I I want it to be fun, but I want it to. I want people to learn something, and I want to be um, informative so that people have some, you know, things that they can look up, or maybe, you know, just learn something that you didn't know before um, that may be useful for you in your life. So next week we're going to continue to talk about this estrogen, uh, these estrogen blockers with the triple negative breast cancer, because I also want to talk about the ICIs, which of course we didn't talk about today. So we'll continue to talk about this next week, and then we'll dive more into it. We'll get into some of the nutritional stuff, um, what I'm able to find to help with blocking estrogen. In our, or, or actually, it's not even to block the estrogen, but there are foods that we eat, um, and even plastics. I want to talk about that too. Plastics, when we keep our food and stuff like that in plastics, it affects our estrogen levels, there's something, I forget the name of the uh, compound or the chemical that's in it and, and that it releases, but it does have an effect on women's estrogen. And we're going to talk about that next week too. Uh, I'll actually play a clip from um, from Barbara O'Neill. And for those of you who don't know who she is and you want to look at some healthy alternatives and, and get some uh, – 
remedies, some flu bombs, some natural home remedies. I've done some stuff myself of hers, and it worked. I've given it to other people. It's worked for them. In fact, they call me the medicine woman around here now. Um, that is starting to become a term, which I love because I love to help people, and I love that people would be open to doing something natural versus taking pills. Um, so look her up. Her name is Barbara O'Neill. She's absolutely amazing. Um, Anthony, I'm looking at your comment here. So Anthony says, talking about the hang-ups on getting a colonoscopy done could be a, could be a good idea to talk about. Okay, perfect. We'll talk about that. Okay, we'll we'll get some of the, you know what, I need to have one of those done too. So we will talk about that, Anthony, and you just reminded me that I need to have one too because uh, they did find a polyp. So we will talk about that. I really don't want to have it, but I'm sure that guys don't want to have it more than me. <laughs> so we'll talk about that. Uh, so, so, I mean, again, my purpose here is just to, oh, the plastic. So the plastics are affecting women's estrogen, and estrogen affects breast cancer, and there are things in the plastic that can actually cause cancer. And we should talk about those things. We can't avoid everything causes cancer. We can't avoid everything in life, right? But there are some things that we do have control over. So my goal is to just concentrate for me of the things that I do have control of, things that I can tangibly affect, and everything else leave in God's hands because it is his faithfulness. It is my faithfulness in him that will get me through the rest. So those are, you know, those are my goals for my journey. And then just to share that stuff with you guys. We have about two minutes left. I want to thank everybody for joining us today. Uh, the listenership is growing. I'm actually sharing more on social media. So I think that's where it's coming from. And any new listeners, Thank you so, and, and all my, you know, regular listeners, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I go back and, like, look at the numbers, and I get so excited. I'm like, wow, people are really listening to my show. I love it. Um, and I hope that, you know, we can come here and give grace to others, be an inspiration to everyone, whether you've had cancer or you haven't, share our journey, be a light, especially on a Sunday, right? Sunday is supposed to be God's day. Share, share, share the light with everyone. Be someone else's light because you never know what they're going through. We are, we are going to be here same time, uh, same time, same bad time, same bad channel next weekend. Until then, Sean Patrick, we love you. We miss you. Again, thank you all for joining me this Sunday and giving me an hour of your time. It is much appreciated. I love you all. And we will see you all next week. I hope you all have a wonderful, blessed Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And we'll see you next Sunday.